Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And today I have a very special guest in the building. It's Maddie B. Say hey, Maddie. Say hey, Maddie. Hello, world. How y'all doing? It's Maddie B. All right. So we're going to uh, get into some stuff. So I'm going to just jump into the Motivational Monday. All right. So today for Motivational Monday, I have a tweet. Let your dreams be bigger than your fears, your actions louder than your words, and your faith stronger than your feelings. When I saw that, I thought that was a really good quote. I got that from Motivation for Life on Twitter. All right. So my Black Excellence this week is the same as last week, same as the week before. Um, you know, everyone who is given to the cause, you know, a lot of times on, on social media and the and the media in, in general, uh, we see not always the most positive things. And I feel like there's so many positive things going on right now. And even when I see uh, stuff on my timelines, like, you know, it's still out, it's still people out protesting, still people out, you know, um, fighting for the cause. So uh, this week, I feel like we've seen so many just major, you know, changes happening with uh, laws being changed and things like that, or laws been passed. I'm going to touch on that here in a second. But, um, you know, I do think that this is something that uh, is important, but it's also something that I think it's really um, making people pause for thought. And I'm not really sure why people are just now pausing for thought, but I think this go around, people are pausing for thought. So I wanted to give my Black excellence for that. All right. So this week, um, me and Maddie are going to chop up some topics. Uh, and um, so no hot topics this week. We're just going to kind of just touch on what's going on in the world. Um, so Maddie, you're down in Atlanta and Atlanta was one of the I think besides Florida, Atlanta was Georgia was one of the first ones to start kind of reopening and things like that. From my understanding, the clubs are open and everything is open there and it's just wide open. So um, yeah. how has that been? What's going on? Um, well, I'm, I'm more of an observer, I will say, but it's definitely getting back to normal um, just in the past few weeks, getting out and about and driving around, seeing parking lots full that haven't been that way in months. So now that's become like the odd view. Um, seeing, you know, the streets bumping, traffic picking back up. So it's- Are people wearing masks? Cool. Like, do you see people still wearing masks or? It's spotty. Um, and places like, I'll say more like neighborhood places, like on the outskirts where I'm at, in my Publix, people wear masks. But once I'm like deep into the city, I see it a lot less, if I'm being honest. I see it a lot less. Yeah, I feel like even though we're we're only halfway open here, um, we still don't have like bars and gyms and stuff like that, but restaurants are back open and things like that. I feel like you see it, you're starting to see it a lot less. And I kind of feel like with the protests going on and things like that, it just seemed like, you know, now that we kind of have this Black Lives uh, Matter movement, that some of the attention has been taken away from COVID, but yet it's still here and no one's really talking about it. And I feel like people are taking it less serious. So I feel like the last couple of weeks I've seen less masks, even here. And you guys yeah. have been open more than we have. So it's kind of scary. Yeah, it's, about it's it. interesting. Um, but it makes sense because we were beat over the heads. So a lot of that influences our behavior. So we, were, we saw it all the time, heard about it all the time. So we're, you know, programming, mask, mask, mask. Um, not myself, though. I'm keeping my mask on. But um, I get how other people start to you start to get comfortable because you stop yeah. hearing. It's not, not in your face as much as it was. Yeah, true, true. I get it. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's the same way, it's the same way here, too. Um, 
So the last couple of weeks I've been talking about just kind of like everything going on, um, you know, with the protests and the movement and everything. How has things been there? And, and um, what have you felt about everything? So I'll start with this. Like I was seeing it from the television, like with everybody else, as far as like down by the CNN building and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that first took place, I was getting texts. I was at Atlantic Station, so it's a little further up, but I was down in the city. Um, but I started receiving texts from my friends that there's going to be a protest. They're blocking off, you know, the police are blocking off the highways and stuff. Um, so it was kind of real, but I wasn't in it. You know what I'm saying? I was watching yeah. at home and watching from television. Um, and maybe like a couple weeks later, a week and a half later, I'm visiting friends in the city down by the dome. So I, I'm seeing like strips of police lined up for whatever by the dome um i'm seeing the tankers that are blocking the intersection i guess so that nobody destroys the dome the that's crazy stadium and stuff so that's when it really i knew it was real because i have friends on ig so i'm seeing people i know like you know recording and you see the streets people gathering you see broken windows places i visited so it's in that instance it's real because i live here right but um just going down there and then seeing the choppers, three choppers that continuously circled over top of downtown, seeing that for myself made it even more real. Um, so that was a little weird, but fast forward um, a few days later, my friends and I went, went out on this past Sunday um, in an effort to like continue to make sure we were reminding people to vote, which happened right. this past Tuesday. So we had uh, shirts that my friend printed up for us that said, go vote. We met at uh, Ebenezer, Martin Luther King's old church, and we prayed and we walked towards the Capitol. We ended up meeting a, a group that asked us to come join them. They had a police escort walking through the streets. So that that feeling was powerful, though. Even just walking, horns passing, people passing us, um, wanting to take pictures of our shirts, uh, just being in it, yeah. that was powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a magical energy for sure. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, when everything first started happening, uh, Atlanta was one of the first places that I kind of seen just like as far as like just a crate, like a little bit of craziness, you know, going on, yeah, sure. um, you know, uh, and just pictures and stuff like that. But I always I'm like one of those people. I don't really go fully off like the media because I feel like the media only shows, you know, especially certain outlets only show what they want to show. And so. Um, so I wasn't really sure at first, you know, what to do in regards to, um, cause I was a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little nervous cause I'm not really like a frontline type person. Like it's not really my personality. Um, surprisingly because I talk every week on here, but it's not really my personality though. So I was like, you know, so I did donate at first. Right. And then, so, um, I saw last week that they were having, um, this blackout in the park and as we have this big uh, park downtown. And I was like, well, you know, okay, let me, and, and at first I was sitting on it. Like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go, but I kind of want to go. Um, and so it was more so me just kind of like, not really even having fears, but just because when it comes to things like this, like you don't really know. And I feel like it's not really pe- the people protesting that's the issue is the people that's instigating, you know, and trying to do sh- random shit at the protest. Like that is the issue to me or like the police, you know, being tragic you know not letting people just protest you know so um I did decide to go and um I took the kid with me and so well he's 17 so I took child with me and I was like because I felt like this is something that he needed to see right or just be or just be a part a part of you know what I'm saying and so 
you may have having a conversation, you know, cause I'm scary. Yo. So we have a conversation and I'm like, look, you know, something happened, you know what I'm saying? Or, or something, you know, what we feel like it's not supposed to be happening. We're going to leave, you know, and push come to shove. Like we have to run, we're going to run. We're not going to, you know, we're going to know where we park. We're going to go, you know? And, um, and cause like, it's different if it was just me, but the fact that like, you know, he was there with me, you know, that is my number one responsibility. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. So we were our black, we go down there. And when I tell you, it was like the dopest experience. Like I was like, yo, it was, it was completely peaceful. Um, and it was, you know, black, white mixed crowd, you know what I'm saying? Um, but just a flood of people. I mean, probably was close to 2000 people. easily right everyone had a mask on that was good and um so i didn't feel like you know because we kind of got into the thick of it so they did um poems music uh people spoke you know some kids that got like arrested for no reason on like that following tuesday and so they spoke about like just their experience and how afraid they were but it was just real shit though that that needed to be said but it was so much like love it literally was like a big ass cookout right um, and what I thought was interesting with it, I don't know, like uh, the people that put this together is called Greensboro Horizon, but um, I don't know who all is fully involved, like who the people are. Um, but whoever put this together was pretty dope because they had, I've never seen this before, right? But they had, first of all, people walking around burning sage. They were making sure that energy was going to be right. Okay. It was hilarious to me because it was like, I I understood the sage thing, but it's like, you know, I know people are probably like, what the hell is going on? And um. <laughs> And they had healing stations, right? And so they were sitting there talking about how, like, you know, this is trauma. And I've been telling people this the whole time. Like, I've been telling people, like, unplug from social media. Stop looking at this stuff all day. Overwhelming. It's trauma, though. It's black trauma. And I'm like, that was really real. So they were really, so whoever was over this, you can tell, really was into energy. Like, they understood the magnitude of energy. You know what I'm saying? And so with the healing stations, they had, like, rose water and, like, people praying like you could go and kind of like get like a cleansing or whatever and it was really cool to see that like at a protest so um so after all of that you know then then you know it was a march and so we stayed about like we stayed about like two hours and some change it was really hot outside and like you know um i didn't because i feel like sometimes the protests do start peaceful and then something happens i was a little just worried and i'm you know i'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous, y'all. I'm, I'm a nervous person. Okay. But, um, then we went and walked downtown and we looked at, um, it was crazy to see. It felt like a damn war zone, honestly, like just seeing like the buildings busted out and stuff like that. Like how you said, you know, you felt, um, just walking down there, but the, the, the murals that was, um, that was, uh, you know, drawn on the, on the cardboard and not, well, not the cardboard, but the wood and all that stuff over the windows. It was beautiful. It It, it was just, it's just a crazy out of body experience. Um, and, uh, but it, I was happy that we, we had gone because it opened up so many, like, uh, just dope dialogues with me and him during that time, like where we just kind of just really talked, you know, like about, cause you, it's one thing to, you know, and, and you have, um, you know, your cousins and everything. It's one thing to have conversations and be like, oh, you know, this is, you know, about blackness and things like that. But it's another thing to kind of be engulfed in blackness and yeah. have that conversation about blackness. Like, because I think we can tell him all day, like, you know, you're, you know, going to be a black male in America and things like that. But I don't think, you know, you know, as a kid growing up, like they fully understand that. They don't but then to kind of see the magnitude of everything and how, 
everything was downtown it was it was it was just i don't know i got pictures that I put up and it was just it was um it was beautiful though like you said like i i was glad that i went because um and i was glad that i experienced it but um I don't know. Like I still, even when I left there, I still felt like what else could I be doing? Like, you know, cause I think everybody has that feeling of like, what else could you be doing? Well, I think that's, um, working my way backwards from what you, what all you mentioned, I think asking yourself, what can I do is the perfect start. Just be patient with yourself. Like you said, you started with helping financially, which is major. Yeah. And then you engulfed yourself. You became present. And then that transferred to your son. So like you're, you are doing, you're yeah. talking about it weekly. You are doing, you're having conversations in your household. You are doing. So those are ways of doing and yeah. being, and being a part of the movement, even if you're not always on the ground. So I think that's beautiful. And even um, a shared experience that, that you had that I didn't mention that you mentioned is the nervousness. Cause I was nervous too. And me and my friends, we spoke of that before we went out. Like, yeah. Because we all see how things can go left. So we even spoke about, okay, we're going to do it in the morning because when things seem to go left, it's usually when right. the sun goes down. And so we talked about those things. And my, myself, I would definitely not describe myself as a frontliner, but they said that they wanted to do this. So I was all in. Um, so it's that, that anxiety is, is very real. And that I think that holds a lot of people back from coming out. So you can still do it with some some sense of, responsibility like going out during the day have you know what I'm saying? being a part of it in certain areas um and I think it's worth it going because we you and I would have missed those experiences yeah definitely. like it is it was like su- such a sense of power that I felt um and just love and like you said that energy it yeah. was so thick and and beautiful so, yeah, the energy was real, man. Yeah. Like, and I was like, this is the shit that people need to see because I'm like, it was, you know, like it was nothing that that's being portrayed. And it's like, and even here we had a curfew, um, for like a week and then, um, starting at eight o'clock, you had to be in the house. And, you know, I think a lot of issues quote unquote came from the curfew. I, I thought the curfew was stupid. Um, yeah. cause people were still protesting. So it's like, if you're out past eight, they were pulling people over and arresting people and just crazy shit. Like it doesn't even make sense. Um, and plus I'm, and plus like, I don't like being mandated to do stuff. And I mean, even though like I'm in the house anyway, but it's like the fact that you're mandated to be like, and you have to be in the house, you can't do anything. And like, you know, um, it, it was just crazy. But after yeah. that protest though, um, because they were going in on the mayor about this, about the curfew, but after the protest oh, yeah. and they it's saw that it was, Putting yeah. the curfew on grown people, I think, is an aggression. Yeah, it's kind of like, crazy, right? Yeah. Well, people would, I, you can make sense of a quote unquote, or you don't want things to get out of hand, but, but we're grown. Exactly. So you're telling me the majority of people don't know how to behave themselves? That's false. So right. to instate a man, mandatory curfew on grown people who pay right. taxes is yeah. a little aggressive. Yeah, and it was eight p.m. so i mean even down to like you know <laughs> you can't out for a late dinner <laughs> yeah like it was just bananas but i mean when i tell you like all the businesses were closing like at seven o'clock like you know so it it just was it was just crazy but the money like it's, it's so many different effects so that yeah. mandated the curfews but after the protest um and she saw that it was peaceful even though i'm like if you leave people alone 
Exactly. You know, like you probably will be fucking peaceful, you know, because yeah. it was no, it was, it was so non-aggressive. You know what I'm saying? It was aggressive in its messaging, you know what I'm saying? But so non-aggressive and like people were just literally just trying to just celebrate and be in protest, you know what I'm saying? And so after that, she lifted the curfew, um, you know, so I was like, well, thank God for that. But, um, but other than that, I mean, it was just a really, really dope experience. And, and um, I actually, you know, gave my information was like, yeah, like, you know, I can help tourists, to, you know, whatever calls is going on. And uh, so we'll see, we'll see what goes to that. But um, so the other day too, and I saw you went out and you were you were talking about voting and you voted, and then I also saw um, just a lot of issues with voting in Georgia suspect, you know, in general, uh, and, and so I wasn't sure if this was like another case of like voter suppression or like what was going on, or did you see anything voting day like as far as that? What was going on? Um, I did indeed. So my voting voting precinct locations like eight minutes down the road. So I got there at like 8.15. My intention was to get up, be there right at 7. I couldn't pull myself up out of bed. So I got there at 8.15. It took two and a half hours for me to cast my vote. Um, Why? Okay, so I can only tell you what was told to me. But um, so I got there, and it may have been like 40 people in front of me, which isn't a lot of people. No, it's, it's not. The line is moving, it's right? boom, boom, you know? And it looked longer because everybody's social distancing. So right. people had their lawn chairs. So I grabbed my lawn chair. I'm like, so we're going to be here. An hour in, there's no movement. No movement. An hour. And that hour becomes an hour and a half. Finally, a lady goes up to go talk to them. They didn't come out. She goes up twice. Um, And granted, it's it's for all people that look like me. Um, For for your listeners, I'm a brown brown woman, black woman. Um, But they finally come out and they explain to us that the machines have been down and that they might go to the, I forget the proper word for it, but the paper ballots. Right. Um, See, that's bullshit. It, it completely. Um, it but I'm texting my friends, the ones that I went walking with. It's a, yeah. It's a, group, a unit with four. So I'm texting them. All my friends, she's in line. She's been in line for some hours, but they're just moving. My other friend, she voted last week. She did, uh, the other two did early voting, but she still waited two and a half hours last week. Um, I see thing. Keisha Lance Bottoms um, tweet, tweet out, please stay in line. We're having issues across the different counties. So it was very interesting. I'm um, just talking to people online, but the women in front of me were saying that the, this wasn't their experience last time. Um, but I just, it was odd. I've never experienced this before. Like the last time, this is my first time voting in Georgia, but I was in and out in North Carolina in every, in and out. Even yeah, when I was in the line and, and down in the downtown area, it flowed. So this, it was very odd. Um, and people like to say conspiracy theorists, but no, it was something wasn't right. I don't think it's conspiracy. I don't think it's conspiracy. I, I think, uh, I don't think they're wrong. That was what I mean. This, the theories, because like, I mean, look at the the issue with Stacey Abrams, like, you know, exactly. I mean, y'all missing fucking ballots and all types of stuff. And I mean, honestly, I don't understand like why right now like it's still a discussion of like mail-in ballots and all that shit like i just feel like you should be able to if you you know especially if there's quote-unquote issues like you should be able to mail your shit in you know what i'm saying like and and vote you know here's the thing um so while i was waiting in line um one of the producers i worked with in the uk 
I'd send him a record. He was giving me feedback. We hop on a call. He calls me through WhatsApp. And I'm kind of a little annoyed. So I'm just thinking, like, in my mind still, I'm speaking to him, but my mind's still on this waiting process. And I'm like, I can pick up the phone and talk to someone across the freaking world. And they can't figure out how to keep these machines running? Right. It blows my mind. We have hey, 5G on, on, on the day of, you okay. know? Voting machines, one of the quote-unquote most important things and rights that we have right. to shape how things move from our day-to-day life, and you can't keep this in order? It's, it was, it's the wildest thing to me. It's bullshit. It's, yes. it's bullshit, girl. It's bullshit. And um, I'm just praying that I'm just praying to get this stuff fixed. And, and you know, um, when November hit, you know what I'm saying? We'll have issues like this because it's really freaking scary. You know what I'm saying? And I really feel like this is voter suppression. You know what I'm saying? Because think about people who couldn't sit for two hours, who, yeah. you know, yes. got to go to work or something left. like that. Hopefully you they know? came back, but some people left. That I'm saying, and so that, but that's the point, and that's what they try to. That's what they try to do, you know. Especially, um, you know, like you said, it was a lot of you know black and brown people. Like obviously, they, I just feel like they try to stop you from fucking voting. You know what I'm saying, and well, discourage well, you. Same my, way they used, to, same way they used to do. You know what I'm saying, and so um, I always try, like you said, I always try to go out. Um, I do early voting sometimes, but sometimes, yeah. like I feel like it depends on how I feel that year, right? Because yeah. sometimes I'm yeah. like. I want to be out on voting day. Like I want to, you know, be in that. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, all right, you know, I'm just going to go to early voting and get it done. But, um, you know, it's something about voting. It, we talk about it all the time in our house. Um, and, you know, what I want to say, you know, just for people that's listening, like, you know, encourage, you know, people around you to vote, encourage people to even speak negatively of like saying that their voice doesn't matter. It does and just, you know, vote because, I mean, we really got a clown in the office, you know what I'm saying? And like, the only way you're going to start change, change got to come from inside your state, you know what I'm saying? You know, obviously with our leaders, but every, everything, I just, I've always voted. It's something I've taken pride in because we fought so hard as black people to have a vote. And I don't get how people don't vote. You know, I will always vote for the rest of my life with every level of voting. I don't fucking care. Whatever <laughs> I need to vote for, I'm voting. Because it's, it's my right. And I'm like, we fought so hard to have it. Yeah, but just, just as you mentioned, though, just speaking to understanding how people don't think their votes matter is with the Stacey Abrams. Like, imagine yeah. all those people who, who were defeated after they came out and voted and they know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That their community was out there. It's, so it's not so much as about your vote mattering. It's about a distrust in the system. Because yeah. a couple weeks ago, I, being honest, I wasn't 100% sure that I was going to come vote. I'm being real, but it was a conversation I had with myself and my friends. It's like, even if you don't believe in a system, what I do know is numbers. And if I'm not voting against 45, then that's a vote for him. Right. That even last year, I didn't want to vote for a president because I didn't believe in any of them. Right. But I understand just numbers. If I don't vote against him, then it's essentially a vote for him. So if you can break it down to people in that way, because I'm not 100% believer in the system, but I, I do understand how numbers work. Right. If the system is even ran how it's supposed to. Right. Fair, quote unquote, quite fairly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I can understand how people get discouraged. Yeah, I get how you can get discouraged, but you still got to vote. 
You still gotta vote regardless. <laughs> I mean, it's like I know I I do get it. Trust me, you know what I'm saying. But and I mean that was my conclusion. I I got yeah. a certain spots like, but I still gotta I still gotta get my butt up. Yeah, I mean when I tell you I be calling and, and it's not I, I call everybody. It's not even and it's not even just like I want you to say you voted. No, I want you to fucking send me a picture of your sticker. I want to see your fucking sticker. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even post the the sticker. I want to see your do. sticker. And well, yeah. I want you to show me your sticker. Like, so my family already know. They, they were like, Mika, I got my sticker. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it's just important, man. I'm like, you know, yeah. um, but I hate when stuff like this happens because even stuff like this is discouraging. You know what I'm saying? And so I can't, if, if I left in the morning before I went to work and out, you know, trying to run and go do that real fast and come back before work. Like, you know, if I had to wait two, three, four hours, some people was waiting like, like five yeah. hours to freaking vote. Yes. You know, who it's the fuck got all day to do that? You know, it's just Much crazy. Than me. They yeah. need to fix that shit and they need to have it where, honestly, I feel like they need to have it where you have mail-in. Um, see, Trump don't want you to have mail-in. He don't want that mail-in shit, even though he mailed his shit in, but he don't want that because <laughs> he can't, um, you know, he can't fix the system. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. Yeah, when it's electronic, it's a little iffy. But then, uh, uh, yeah, with considering the, you got hacks and all types of shit that happened last lost. time. Yeah, so. get lost. So he don't want he don't want that mail in. He like, oh hell no. We got no, I don't want nobody to mail it in. But they need they need to do that though. You know what I'm saying? And then just have it have a system in place. But like you said, I you know, everything is you still gotta trust the people. The people have to be trustworthy all yeah. the way process. Yeah, so yeah. All, the sabotage all, is always it's there. All blind trust for all of us. We're just hoping. But we gotta a part of that is taking action. So if you cast your vote, I appreciate you taking action. Whether yeah. you fully believe it or not, I'm with you. I'm on the fence day to day, but I appreciate the action that, that people did, took by going to vote. Definitely. All right. So anything else you want to uh, speak on, Maddie? We're going to go into the thought of the week. Uh, no, let's, let's roll. All right. Okay. So the thought of the week discussion, I felt like this was – the most appropriate guest to have today was Maddie B because I really just wanted to uh, shift gears and just more so talk just about, um, you know, maintaining some positivity and how can we, you know, try to do that on an everyday basis. Um, Maddie is probably one of the most positive people I know. Um, you know, I think that she's just pure goodness. Uh, she's been my friend since I was 14 years old. And so, you know, um, I'm going to say this. Um, I used to tell Maddie when we were teenagers that um, I just couldn't wait to just grow over her because I felt like when I first met her that she was going to be my forever friend and she's still my friend, thankfully, um, because <laughs> I haven't always been the best friend in the world, but she's still here with me. And, um, yeah, but really though, um, it's not many people that I meet that I'm like, yo, um, and Maddie has been pretty consistent and the same person really, um, as far as like, uh, just how, um, positive she's been and how good she's been um, since we were teenagers. And so now we're in our 30s. And, um, you know, now she got some some life experiences, but still the same goodness. So uh, that's my introduction of Maddie. But um, so today I wanted to just have a conversation with her just about um, some of the things that she's working on and a little bit of positivity, y'all. So you ready to get into this, Maddie? Yeah, let's get into it. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to talk about your master in belief moments. Um, so I want you to explain what it is and, you know, why did you start it? So mastering belief moments are a collective of videos that are purpose to inspire. 
and encourage. Um, so far, there have been three that I've dropped. Um, so they're literally just me sharing my thoughts. Um, so far, it's just speaking to being accountable, dreaming bigger, and not allowing yourself to be consumed by negativity. So those are the three that are out currently. And it's the audio of me speaking coupled with a visual. So all the visuals you see are actually ones that I've shot. Um, just a soothing visual to accompany it. Um, it was started with just the thought um, that there's so many conversations that I have between me and my friends and loved ones behind closed doors that could benefit other people on a larger level. Um, no matter how big it grows, maybe it's 10 extra people or, or 20 extra people, but there were some aha moments that I had in those conversations that other people had in those conversations that I felt like could be a lot of value to other people. So that's why I started putting them out. Yeah. I really, um, I actually really enjoyed looking at them. Uh, I didn't realize that. Well, maybe I did realize that that was your shots that you put up there, but, um, I know you always carry your camera, but you know, to be honest with you, Maddie, um, I mean, this is why I started my podcast, you know what I'm saying? Because what people don't realize is a lot of the things that I talk about, not even all the things I talk about are the same conversations that, you know, we're all just like having like me and my friends. So like when I have people on or even on by myself, like these are literally what, it, this is what it's like talking on the phone to me. You know what I'm saying? This is a phone <laughs> call, you know, every week that I'm giving out it's, and it's, you know, so it's cool to, um, you know, have the platform, but I actually really enjoy them. Like, I want you to do more of it because, um, one, you got a really soothing voice. Your voice is really nice. And, um, but a lot of times people need a level of just fucking positivity because it's so easy to just kind of fall into, um, you know, a negative space. And especially if you're around negative people, you know, it's easy to just be negative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what, what I say this, I think I said this um, on one of these episodes, people don't realize that, having a positive attitude, being positive, it's not always the easiest thing all the time. Like you have to really put work into just um, having a level of positivity and like sustaining it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause I don't wake up every day positive. You know, I have to, I have to rearrange my thoughts, you know, and, and get my shit together. But what do you do for your um, self-care routine? Um, <laughs> there, well, I am a scattered brain. Okay. So there is not one set routine, but I have, um, some things, some triggers, but for instance, I have a lake right by my house. So I'll take some days, take a break between work and go walk over there. Just kind of stare at the water, be out in the sun, um, just to kind of ease my mind, slow my mind down. So that's the purpose of that. Um, I'll wake up like this morning and put on one of my little positive videos that'll pop up because I've watched them so much on my YouTube speaking to like subconscious thoughts. Um, this morning it was just talking about like training your subconscious and all the things that we got early on in life. So it's like random kind of maybe it's for some other people, but looking at positive YouTube videos or listening to positive podcasts um, and just checking my thoughts, bro. Yeah. Just checking my thoughts. I think the best thing to do, um, especially, uh, for your self care, it's like um, clearing your thoughts. Uh, I know for me, like I have to do that all the time. Uh, yeah. What I do the most, um, I journal and I, I try to journal um, every day. And so what I do, 
I don't always carry around a journal and it's funny because I give people journals all the time. Like I have a whole fucking stack of blank journals that I hand out to people um, when I feel like they need it. That give you a journal. It's beautiful with the leather cover. (laughs) Yeah. And so, but, um, you know, I'll journal on my phone. Like I'll write notes to myself and things that I might be feeling in the moment, even when I'm at work, like things that might be feeling in the moment, um, where I might go back and I go back sometimes and read them. Like I always put the date and I go back and read like how I was feeling that day. And sometimes I'm like, yo, I was bugging that day. Like, right. (laughs) Um, and so for me, like journaling, you know, has helped. I've even encouraged, um, you know, my kid to journal, like when he comes home from school, um, he has a journal he comes home from school. Like, you know, I told him before you do anything like homework, whatever, give yourself 10, 15 minutes to just unpack your day. You know, if something made you upset at school, write about it. If something, you know, whatever. And sometimes, you know, they don't always want to tell you what they got going on. You know what I'm saying? So it's his time to have his private thoughts to himself. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we're reading this journal. And so, um, you know, I always encourage that. So that's what I do. And I read. Um, and in times that I just don't feel like doing anything, like, you know, I have my ratchet podcast that I put on that I enjoy and, um, cause they are tragic, but you don't have to think. And sometimes I just don't want to think because I yeah. think all the time and, you know, I'm an analyst. And so I'm looking at the computer screens all day long at work and I'm crunching numbers and I'm doing all this stuff. And like, sometimes I don't want to think. And that's honestly my self-care routine. It's like doing things that, um, is outside of me thinking sometimes just sitting still, you know? Yes. Um, And that makes me, you know, kind of feel better. So how can people um, remain positive? Like during, you know, uncertainties, like, so right now, you know, we talked about earlier, like all this stuff going on, like what, how do you think people can kind of maintain like a positive attitude? Um, A key word you use in there, uh, remaining positive during uncertainties, Um, accepting that some things you can't control. That's the first step, and and that's okay. And then right after that, taking a look at what you can control, and finding a way to empower yourself in spite of the uncertainty. So we don't know what the climate of the world is going to be day to day, but what we do know is that we can set a marker and say, "Hey, today I'm going to get up, and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Today I'm going to get up, and I'm going to commit to this. Focus on what you can control." I've I've come to know that that is a, a source of power for me to kind of step away from, not not disregarding the uncertainty, but to kind of control the, the flow. Because if we just throw ourselves into the, the way of the world and get consumed with all this stuff, we, we will go crazy. Yeah. And it will be stressful and, and it'd be very hard to stay positive. But I think positivity is coupled with control, bro. You ha- You have to take control of your day-to-day your moment-to-moment even if it's a little shaky you got to find some power within it um and I think you gotta also uh you you gotta speak on how you want even like your day to be like I I say this for example like you know I run all the time and I fucking hate running this was funny I run all these races (laughs) and all stuff and I hate running but you know it's something that I do necessary for my life right and it's like I have a love-hate relationship right but you know when I said, tell people, I'm like, I have to get up and be like, all right, I'm going for a run on my lunch today. I'm going out there because if I don't do that, like if it's a day that I'm like, and you know, cause you know, we're both athletes. And like, if it's a day that you're not feeling it and you like, man, fuck this shit. I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to go do this. You're not going to really put your best foot forward. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so days I wake up and I'm like, all right, on my lunch, I'm going for a run. I'm going to knock it out. Like 
I'm, I, I go knock it out and I actually, you know, get it done. You know what I'm saying? But days I don't want to, and I'm dragging around. It's a, it's a, it's the worst run ever. Like I'm out there like about to pass out on the side of the road and it's, <laughs> it's mental because I didn't, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. And I had a negative out. I had a negative, like, you know, outlook towards it. Like my approach to it was negative. Yeah. You can set uh, another piece of the answer that I would give to that remaining positive as you can set markers. So like on the days that you feel yourself, like for instance, with your journals, you can have a separate journal with encouraging words. So you can go through and write them or encouraging models and stuff. So you can sit that to the side and on days that you wake up on a quote unquote wrong side of the bed, you can trigger it to know, okay, I need to go pick up that journal to yeah. pick my energy up. And you read through that journal or you find a certain spot to start to trigger, to enhance your, or shift your energy. So you can I set up markers. Show you something. Let me see. I got this for, um, this journal for, for Mother's Day. You can't really read it, but it's do um, one thing every day that centers you. And it's a mindfulness hmm. journal. Yeah. And it's really cool. And it's so like in the inside, it's like, you know, it asks you questions and it has like workout stuff and all that. And um, I've been kind of doing some of this stuff like, you know, uh, I don't do it every single day, but I kind of pick and it's like, you know, you write stuff and all that. But it's a really cool journal. Um, I don't know where they got it for me for from, but I thought this was a really good gift, though. Um, Who's the buy? What the listeners? Does it say? Ralph? Oh, no. No, it doesn't say. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'll send you a picture of it in case you want to try, try to um, find it. But um, no, it doesn't say. I don't know. I don't know who it's by. But um, but this was kind of right on what you were saying, though. Like um, this is like the one of the journals that that is my like positive journals that like you know um, that I you know write something you know um, and even with like you know working out and stuff like that. Like it has you can put goals and all that stuff. And so I, I like it. I love it. It's really cool. It's a really good gift. Um, um, so look, you already you already got it a trigger a, a trigger that you set up or for yeah, some people it might tried, be calling yeah, yeah i you try might. to really really be intentional with being positive like yeah. you know um more than work. i yeah it does it take work it does um more than i ever have you know what i'm saying because i realized that if you kind of like have more of a like positive outlook in general like the more shit that's just gonna happen for you because like um, next week will be, um, my one year in podcasting. Right. Wow. And, um, and it's crazy. And it's like, you know, I kept saying for, I don't even know, I think six months, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start. And the day that I started, you know, when you look back on my first episode to now, like the day that I started, like I, that was literally me just being like, I went out, I bought a whole bunch of shit to start and I started. And it yeah. took me, and I was, and I literally sat and recorded that one episode. And I think my episode was like 40 minutes and it took me almost like I don't even know how many hours just to do the 40 minutes right <laughs> um but if I had a negative outlook I probably would have never got started you know yeah. what I'm saying like and I was scared you know I used to be in here shaking you know recording you know what I'm saying like every time but um because it was such a a vulnerable thing and it was something that like I really believed in but I didn't I didn't know how to podcast and I didn't know how to do anything like you know I taught myself how to do all of this shit um yeah. just to have this show and so um I think, if, I think your attitude shapes everything that you do. And that's what people don't realize. I'm like, if you fucking negative, you're going to attract negative people. You're going to be in a negative space and it's going to be, you know, it's going to speak over your life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I try to be as positive as I can, even when I'm feeling, you know, whatever, like I still try to just 
do stuff to bring it, bring it back. And so I, I kind of wanted to speak on that with you. Like, like when you feel negative or you feel like you kind of maybe woke up on the wrong side or something like that, like, what do you do to kind of like bring yourself back to a positive place? Like, um, do you do affirmations or what do you do? Um, it's a variation of things. So sometimes, so say I, I woke up and I feel kind of crappy. I might shoot to a video on YouTube just to get some, feel some type of positive energy or go outside, like going outside and just standing in the sun, bro. It's yeah. so powerful. Or just, you know, your feet to the pavement, just taking a quick walk. My neighborhood's small, just a quick walk down to the lake. Um, just to just let my body kind of relax. And like you said, clear my mind. Um, and then sometimes depending on how freaking bad I'm feeling or I feel myself tired to slip, it, it might be a call, a call to a friend or a family member or something just to, just to talk through like, yo, I, I'm feeling off today and I don't know why, but I just need to, I just need to express it just to say it and release it and let it go and start to work on getting back to center to where I want to be that, that feels good. And, you know, to optimize my energy. Um, and for just like the things that I like to do, I might just kind of to kind of shut my mind down or to to ease my mind. I'll start wiring and making jewelry or go do some writing and making a song like just something to shift. Something to just start to trigger it, like just trying different things, right. different days. It's different things that work. But those are like my little my little triggers that are kind of weaved within my life that help me to not sink so so deep into that negativity i don't think i've ever seen thing. you upset you know, <laughs> never i don't think so i re- i really don't think i I really i don't think i've ever seen you upset at anything probably annoyed you've definitely had to have seen me annoyed or something or something like that i don't really yeah. get too angry I, I get annoyed for sure maybe annoyed maybe because um, your your annoyed is not my annoyed my annoyed is me uh like crazy so i don't know if we have the same level <laughs> yeah i know people be like oh god here come Mika. um so i don't know it's not the same thing but um but yeah this was this was dope this was a good um important conversation that i, that I wanted to have so um before we go into like, you know, uh, closing this up, I do want you to just tell people like what you're working on, what you're doing. Um, and you can also say like, you know, where to find you. I mean, I'm gonna tell y'all, even though she's my best friend, Maddie is super dope. And so you're, you have your hands in so much shit. So I want you to just kind of take this time to kind of just tell people where to find you and what you got going on. Cool. All right. So I'll start with where you can find me. Um, my name is Maddie B once again. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Maddie underscore B. That's underscore M-A-T-T-I-E underscore B as in boy. Um, you can find me on, at my website, MaddieBMusic.com. And you can find me on YouTube. That's where you're going to find the Mastering Belief. But my IG is the best spot because everything will send you through it, uh, the link tree in my bio. So that would be like the most efficient way to kind of get a look at everything that I have posted. But as far as the things that I'm working on, um, one thing that we didn't mention uh, or go deep into, I'm a songwriter. Um, That's one of my biggest passions, um, where my writing manifests through songwriting. I really love writing and telling stories. But um, right now I'm working with this collective called Hit Engine. Uh, Three, four other guys right now. We're looking for one more writer. But they're all based in the UK, so that's really dope. Um, That just 
started to manifest these last couple months. So we're putting together um, some demos. So that's been really dope. They've been challenging me, growing me. Um, so we got some some really, really cool songs that have come out of that. Um, I am working with one of my best friends. Um, I've been putting together some kids' songs, um, like alphabet sounds, letter songs, this quick little oh yeah, smart start, this one song, just encouraging kids um, to continue to try and that they can do it with other people's help and stay positive. Um, everything on par with, with everything else that I'm doing as far as like, you know, just owning, owning your destiny in a way, yeah. but encouraging kids, you know, that they can do it. Um, so I'm working on that. Um, of course I have mastering belief, custom jewelry. So making new inventory, just trying to balance it all really. Um, but yeah, man, just being creative, um, making sure I'm, I'm doing my best to stay present in life with friends and family. So, but, um, yeah, just creating, trying to sow as many seeds as I can possibly. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 uh, that's really good. And, uh, I will tell you, I, um, I ordered some of, some of Maddie, uh, crystals and, yes, uh, her jewelry is beautiful. And, um, I was telling people, I'm like, I just started getting into like, really un like I understood energy, but like really kind of like trying to understand a little bit more and like crystals and things like that. And, um, so I wasn't really a believer. I probably was a hater. Okay. And, um, <laughs> I probably was. And, um, and I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know. And, uh, Maddie for Christmas got me some crystals and, um, and I've been using them, you know? And so, uh, I believe now, I believe now, <laughs> you know, because I feel, I just feel the shift. You can, you can like feel it though. Like, um, yeah. and I didn't believe, I'm telling you, I didn't believe. And so, um, so yeah, so I got, I ordered some, um, a necklace and a bracelet and I mean, the crystal was beautiful. It was, it was really nice. Um, I really, I really loved it. And so, um, definitely check it out if it's, that's something you're into. Um, I enjoy mine. And it's funny because I had a conversation the other day with Jamonte and he was like, why didn't you order me something? And I was like, oh. like he wants a crystal. And I was, I didn't even know what, what would I be ordering you? Like, I didn't even know that that was his thing. And so then I learned that, you know, um, yeah, like he's into that too. And so I just learned that, um, talking about you the other day with him. And, um, so yeah, so I'm going to definitely talk to you about that in regards to him, but he, uh, he looked, he looked, looked up your website and he was looking at stuff. And so, um, yeah, I think it's really cool. I mean, I, I believe in you. I've always believed in you because, you know, you've been one of those people that, um, you are pretty much an example of you put your mind to something, you know, I think that you'll accomplish it because, um, you have more courage than I probably do for just stepping out on faith and, uh, doing the things that you want to do for yourself, because I'm so one of those people that's just like, you know, buy the book and, you know, I got to have this, I got to have that. And just like, I got to, you know, have all these like goals and all this stuff. And I can just be a crazy mad scientist. And so I'm not really a person to really take risks. And so I've always been um, just proud of you for believing in yourself and doing that because a lot of people, you know, can't, and I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm like, I have to baby step myself, baby step myself like into a lot of stuff. And so um, yeah, so I always, you know, even though like I'm older than you, I've always looked up to you always. Um, and so, uh, you know, everything you're doing, I'm really proud of. That's why I wanted to get you on here. And I wanted to talk a little positivity today. So I thank you so much for, um, you know, joining me this morning. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been great. So we got to definitely get you back on again and get you in the lab next time that you, uh, you know, you come to visit. So, um, yes. yeah, definitely. So also, I just want to tell y'all, you know, you can find me 
uh, on Twitter is at IJMT podcast on my Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Um, you can also find the show on most streaming platforms. So please follow, like, subscribe, leave feedback. You can always find me around too on my social media. So if you DM me or something, I get those sometimes I do actually respond. So, um, you know, if you ever had any questions and you can also email me and my email is ijmtpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.